Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now today, I am going to cover the first root that is formed from the seed of bitterness, and that root is called the root of hatred. So let's go ahead and define it. Hatred means intense hostility and aversion. It also means hate, prejudiced hostility or animosity. Now the scripture reference that I use comes from Proverbs chapter 26 verses 24 through 26, which says, people with hate in their hearts may sound pleasant enough, but don't believe them. Though they pretend to be kind, their hearts are full of all kinds of evil. While their hatred may be concealed by trickery, it will finally come to light for all to see. And again, that's Proverbs chapter 26, verses 24 through 26. Now, as you are spiraling downward from the enemy's destruction, he has you going into a direction that is probably looking a lot better for him in achieving the destruction that he wants for your life. When he waters the root of hatred in you, it is obvious that you are looking and acting in a totally opposite personality than God's persona of love. At this point, you have stopped listening to the conversations of forgiving and forgetting, or maybe even turning the other cheek, or letting bygones be bygones, or even just getting over it. Unfortunately, you are not having a distant conversation with the enemy. You have an open ear to him as you sit at the feet of the devil, taking in all the options that he has given you to cause harm and destruction to the person that has hurt you. Your goal now is to seek out vengeance and punish the person for what they did to you. Now on pages 234 and 235 in the book, I actually share with you a list of statements that display what is taking place with you as the root of hatred has been watered into you. And I'm actually going to share a few of those statements with you right now. First, you feel so strongly about it that convincing you is almost impossible at this point. You refuse to let go of the situation and the hurt or pain that it has caused you continues to be front and center for you. This is really all about what you and, and possibly what other people that you have convinced to follow you want. And then next, you will carry out your plan of destruction and it will always end up in pain and hurt on someone involved. Now, as your case within begins to build, it becomes necessary for you to get others to join in on your plan. How big this plan becomes will depend upon how many people you want in your corner to help you to carry out the plan. The goal is to carry it out with the 
least amount of resistance and law enforcement being present to prevent you from completing the task at hand. When your mindset is in this type of hateful state, what you are basically saying is that you want to do things the easy way. No matter what type of plan that you try to carry out and how large it becomes, it will still be the easy way out. No one wants to feel like they have lost or that they didn't have the strength maybe to handle a situation or that they felt like they gave in or that someone has actually gotten over on them maybe without any type of sense of guilt. Therefore, you have concluded that it would be easier to get rid of the problem than to work through the problem. No matter how difficult or bad a situation gets, the end result should not be the loss of maybe human life, especially at your expense. This is not what you were created to be. Controlling things your way is not going to always be the way you should go. God does not want you to go in this direction, and he definitely does not want you to start taking orders from the enemy. You must find a way to turn back to God and to start obeying his words. Even if you think that you have gotten so far out there that God wouldn't welcome you back, please don't believe the enemy's narrative or the thoughts that have formed in your mind. God would want you to come back to him and to turn away from evil. Now, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 17 says, Your kindness will reward you, but your cruelty will destroy you. Again, that's Proverbs 11, verse 17. So follow the path of God and not the enemy. Somehow you must have a different conversation with yourself than the one you are actually having right now. Your goal should not be that they suffer just like you suffered. You must find a way to rise above it and be the bigger person by not doing the same thing that maybe someone else did to you. I know it may not seem fair, but by rising above it, you will not only make God happy, but you will even teach a younger generation that may be watching you a better way to handle situations in the midst of conflict and turmoil. Trying to work things out is difficult to do when two people or even two groups of people don't agree. Usually one side doesn't want to either compromise or sacrifice or admit to anything or maybe feel like they're giving up too much of their belief on what they feel on something. It can take a lot of time and patience and even perseverance that some people aren't willing to invest in. Because of this, each person will stand firm and do it their way, even if it means at the expense of someone's life. As things begin to unfold and your plan starts to actually roll into action, it becomes necessary to build your case up and include more people to help you carry out this plan of destruction. As you begin to convince other people, you become closer to getting what you want. So now let's go ahead and look at our example with Haman and the Jews. Now Esther chapter 
3 verses 8 through 11 says, Then Haman said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the peoples in all of the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from every other people. Neither do they keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's profit to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let it be decreed that they be destroyed, and I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who have charge of the king's business, that it may be brought into the king's treasuries. And the king took his signet ring from his hand, with which to seal his letters by the king's authority, and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, the Jews' enemy. And the king said to Haman, The silver is given to you, the people also, to do with them as it seems good to you. Now, as you can see from the scriptures, Haman started to put his plan of destroying the Jews into action. It was interesting to actually see that Haman was willing to say and do whatever it took to carry out his plan. And it basically showed how evil he was, as well as how much hatred he had in his heart for the Jews. Haman was willing to pay for the plan with an extremely large amount of money. And he convinced the king that the Jews were not keeping the king's laws. Haman felt like he was achieving his goals and it provided him some comfort at this point. So let me just ask you, have you ever had hatred in your heart? Do you still have hatred in your heart for a person or maybe a group of people? How did it get to this level? And what makes you stay in this mindset? Having hate in your heart is such a poisonous root. And unfortunately, it can grow in nature if you try to convince others of why you feel your emotions of hate are justified. Now, of course, some people will believe you and jump on board, while other people will not join in on your narrative because they have the courage to tell you no and the confidence of who they are in Christ to not allow that negative belief system to be linked to them. Now, 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 says, Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother or sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. And again, that's 1 John chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Now, as this scripture states, you can say that you are walking in the light, but your actions are demonstrating something different based on how you react to certain things. It becomes important to not allow the enemy to gain control of your mind and of your heart to where he pushes you to make choices that are going to cause harm to someone. 
I know you don't like feeling hurt based on what someone has done to you. And as much as you don't like it, there should be a ray of light in you. That should cause you to not to want to have someone else feel that hurt either, especially at the hands of you. I know you had wished that someone showed compassion and concern to you when you were faced with the attacks of negativity and even evil coming against you. You are right in your thinking and someone should have been there for you. Although you didn't have that positive support, please don't allow yourself to mimic the characteristics of the enemy to keep his cycle and plans of destruction to continue. Break the enemy's pattern and his schemes and allow yourself to walk in the light of God so that you can teach others how to operate in the image of God. In spite of what you have gone through or what you may be continuing to go through, you can be the example to others and make a conscious choice not to allow the issue to get the best of you. You can show others that the hurt does not define you. And when you get knocked down, you have the power and the ability to muster up the courage to keep getting back up again. Some people may even find it strange that you are not reacting, but you can show them that you have the power of the Holy Spirit guiding you along and that they can have the same power as well if they believe. Now, if you choose not to follow the Holy Spirit, the enemy will continue to influence you so that you can look just like him. You will see that your speech, your attitude, your actions, and everything about you looks like the enemy. As time goes on, your resentment and hatred for the person builds so much that you can't rest until the plan is completed. As the enemy continues to get you enraged, he develops the next root, which is the root of violence. And I will discuss that tomorrow. So please come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email destruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.